Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Guys, what's up? Welcome to the All Good Things Podcast. We're here with an incredible comedian. Uh, so fun to have him. I've been watching him on YouTube. I did his podcast uh, up all night. Up all night, right? About last night. Shit. Up all night, I think, was a show. Nope, nope. Keep it in. We're moving on. Let's move it on. Uh, Up all night, I think, was a show with, um, I want to say Molly Shannon and Will Arnett on NBC for a minute. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids were crazy. The parents just couldn't quite figure it out. Remember when there was just so many sitcoms that they kept trying and trying and trying and they'd be on for a week? Yeah, it. Uh, there was a nice run of like Jason Alexander would have like a new show every three weeks. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, I think one of the last one was just called "It's Not George Costanza," <laughs> and you're like, all right, pushing these down our throats. Um, never, never thought Michael Richards wouldn't get another shot. I think he got one more shot. Um, he did. He did get a shot. Yeah, and I don't think that Hollywood has this whole rule of like you can't say the n word. It's just, it's kind of assumed that like you know you scream it. Uh, at a comedy club and someone captures it, you're, that's strike one, two, and three, I Don't think. you think he could come back if he wanted? Man, I... Uh, it, people have come back from worse. I think so. Haven't they? Oh, there's a broadcaster. I don't think he got fired for the... I don't think he's for the Angels, but he was doing the Angels game. And Shohei Otani, <coughs> excuse me, the um, uh, superstar from Japan, was dealing with an injury. And one of the broadcasters was like, how are the Angels going to handle this injury yeah. throughout the course of the season? And the other guy goes, they need to be very, very careful. <laughs> Swear to God. I'm like, this guy was two innings away from being like, fly ball to deep left and that will sushi roll into the bleachers. <laughs> oh, that's a bomb that his family would run from as Otani rounds the bases. He says, me so horny. Like this guy just went for it. He's on that ball like white on rice. I mean, yeah. every one of those was getting ready to come out. It's always baffling to me what happened to him did he get suspended i think he got suspended but not fired so it's like there's this weird also i think your seniority and your tenure in the sport has something to do with it but look at the people that have that dude people have done such worse i mean what what do you think is the ultimate example probably oj simpson right yeah if you just go like that guy is on twitter being like what's up twitter world coming (laughs) to you live from a costco parking lot you never know when you're gonna need potato salad and you're like (laughs) there's no one co-signing him though it's not like a network or Amazon or somebody being like, check out OJ's new show. Totally. I know. I don't think anyone has like retweeted him. Yeah. He follows like 50 people, which has <laughs> got to be terrifying for those 50 people. Because, you know, last time you followed a couple people. Yeah. We'll be right back. Um, <laughs> what, uh, do you follow anyone that's like crazy that you're like, I probably shouldn't? Uh... No, I don't go on Twitter at all. Good for you. I don't like it. You know, every time I, I go on there, um, I see something horrible about myself, and then uh, I, I go. Oh, really? Off. Yeah. So you get on there, and just Jason, Na- Jason Nash, uh, yeah. uh, shit is, or do you search for it? No, no, no. Like I'll go on there to maybe post something, um, 
and like promote a show, a stand-up show or something. And I, I try to get out as quick as possible. Yeah. It's it's like when you go into like the 7-Eleven and someone's crazy. And, <laughs> and, you, and you need to go in and do what you, you need done. Yeah. Like we went in the other night. We were trying to buy lottery tickets. Yeah, for that um, yeah. $900 billion lotto. 345 it's up to. It's still going? Yeah, it's still going. We played last night. We didn't win. Of course you didn't. We wouldn't be here right now. No, we wouldn't. You'd be literally like, sorry, man, podcast canceled. They, <laughs> j- they're fixing the prop on my helicopter submarine jet. Adam, let's play it out. Yeah. Let's say. I love the play it out. What would you do if you win? We booked this podcast a couple days ago. I was mm-hmm. so thrilled that you said yes. I love you, dude. I love you being here. If I had won the lottery last night, wow. what would I have said this morning? I mean, what would I have said? You wouldn't have made an excuse because I feel like we're cool enough where you would have told me. Well, actually, let me combat that with you don't want anyone to know if you, you got that much money. You don't so, okay, immediately I take that away. <laughs> You're having to lie to me. What do you? What's the lie? <laughs> you know what? Look, in this business, I think it's like I booked a last-minute show. That's the, the gig pays well. So then you're not totally lying. How about that? I I got something that pays really well. Yeah, I think so I would, that you're not even lying, really. I think I would have done the episode, and I would have been so fucking forthcoming because it wouldn't have mattered anywhere because I'd have fuck you money. You just are coming at me? Yeah, you're not, no, you're I would have come at you. I'd be shit. like, I oh. buried a body in, in Albuquerque 10 oh, years ago. And, I thought you uh, meant you were just going to be like, look at your fucking dude. Look how you dress. You're dressed like a game <laughs> show host who got, fu- got me too mid-episode on Nickelodeon. And I'm like, all right, easy, Jay. I thought you invited me here. And you're like, I did. And then it just starts raining cash on top, and you go grab, <laughs> grab, grab as many twenties as you can, you Jew. And I'm like, what? You're like, I'm Jewish too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are right. We yeah, talked about yeah. this on my podcast about last night. About last night. Yeah. About last night is also a Rob Lowe movie. It's also a Jerry Ferrara movie or Omar Epps. There was a movie with an all black cast that I think it's about last night. Wait, speaking of movies, let's let's go into Barbie really quick. Sure, because I, I heard you met Gosling. Acted with him, chatted with him, took a pic with him. Super sweet guy. Daggers for pupils. I get it. I get why my mom is like, oh, that's like that's one guy I'd let it let put it anywhere or whatever. What She's did she say? Married? No. What did my mom say? She said, no. That was, no. That I said that. She, uh, that's right. I said that uh, to him, and that then I, so I think that's why they cut my scene down. Um, but no, <laughs> my mom is married. Yeah, remarried um, to my stepdad George. He's, I think, 80. She's 74. They both feel like they're in their 50s. They right. got just youthful energy at that age. It's oh. aspiring because you look at people that hit a certain age. Harrison Ford, 81, did his 15th Indiana Jones. Admirable. Am I going to see it? Probably on a plane at some point because I just don't feel like I, I don't have this burning desire to see 80-year-old men run around. But that right. being said, I fucking, hey, I hope I'm that agile. Okay. And then you look at Jojo Biden and you go, when that guy was like, uh, how's your focus? And he was like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll drive a Ford Focus. I'll drive, I'll drive you to Jumanji. I'll go, look, there's Fraggle Rock, The Rock, and fucking, and The Rock, the movie with drunk, Mary Fuck Kill. I, look, you can eat a ice cream with a fork, but it doesn't make me gay. We'll be right, you know. So I look at that guy and I go, man. My stepdad's crushing it because my stepdad is fucking all there, dude. Yeah. And he just is. Do you ever just? What's your biggest? How big is your, your day? Like what's day? your biggest? What's your biggest fear? Four, Four inches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe you. No, no, no. It what's got, your biggest got, fear about bigger, getting older? It got bigger as I got older. Is that your biggest fear? <laughs> my penis got bigger. That your penis gets too big? Uh, yeah. What if that happened? What if our dicks Benjamin buttoned? <laughs> I mean, that's because you know what it's like. Women historically 
have have it way worse as far as like things that happen to your body, right? Yeah. I think. Yes. We are got it so we get to pee outside and it's not a big I mean, look, you get I think you get arrested for that, but like We can be fat, it's fine. Yeah, it's just Yeah, double standard. Pregnancy alone what happens, the more I've been we've been, you know, thinking about kids and just like not reading up but hearing from people and then also just paying more attention to some of the horror stories that gals go through through the pregnancy. I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here." They are I don't know why we don't praise women more. Maybe we probably do for the whole pregnancy experience. That's bonkers. It, I'm very uh, aware of how crazy it is to that a person comes out of you. And I watched that, it twice. It's insane. And one time was a C-section. I thought you were going to say, and one time it wasn't even my kid. I just walked into a hospital and said I would love to watch. <laughs> I paid my $30. <laughs> I paid 30 bucks. There's a guy charging to view his wife's pregnancy. Hey, we'll see it soon, I'm He's sure. like, hey, man, she wanted an OnlyFans. I said, meet me halfway. Let's let him watch the pregnancy. I'm surprised that's not on Twitch. Dude, someone's got to have live streamed yeah. the pregnancy. Yeah, okay, wait, so go back. So we were so, talking so about- you talking to Gosling. So you said something, I, I saw you talking about it on stage, and- it was really cool. He said you guys like shook hands for a really long time, and I have a similar story with him. No, my friend. My friend <laughs> You're was, like with Matthew Fox from Lost. My I'm no, like, my also friend, cool. My friend was going to be in the Lincoln Lawyer. He was going to have a bit part in this movie with Matthew McConaughey. So wow. So they said they said to him, "Hey, you're going to meet Matthew tonight, and you know maybe you'll get a part in the movie. You know, you get like a couple lines. Cool, really cool. And um, and my friend is like, my friend's not like me and you. My friend's like a like a rip dude, and he's just like a fucking badass like alpha male wow you know and he like needs to be like comfy in his own skin or needs like the alpha like needs you to compliment like dude fucking the arms are getting bigger like what does he what does he need just he's just when it's time to when it's time to be the 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 alpha in the room he like rose the occasion and what he what 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 he told me what happened was he met matthew and he shook his hand and matthew went in and was like Trying to like alpha mail him, you know, like, how you doing? You know, hey, how's it going? Sam, nice to meet you, like that. Oh. And my friend, who's crazy, was like, he's like, and I'm not backing down. And so he said they sat there for like, you know, two or three minutes. Doing like 19 different handshake yeah, combos. Yeah, like seeing who would like pull away first. And I, I Almost like the Trump thing, me. the way that Trump would pull people in. Remember that? <laughs> oh, no, no, what is that? Oh, he would shake their hand and like pull them in. You never saw that? <laughs> no, is that what he does? There's like a compilation of him, like he grabs someone and then he pulls them in. It's like a power move. It's like in the art of the deal or the art of the, if, like, I don't know. You, you just, yeah, you grab your hand and just pull you in. Wait, and wait. it was a, it was a power move. Right. So I wonder if there was a little bit of McConaughey like, and see that guy seems real secure, but yeah, maybe if he gets like a little bit of intimidation thrown his way, he's like, yeah, it also could be like, Hey, I'm going to connect with you and I want to see if you're real enough. It might to be that with me. McConaughey does feel like a guy that's like, you know, if we're gonna share a bus, we're also gonna share some, share some semen. You know, like he's—I don't know—he's gonna—he wants to get to know you. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a real Wait, one. so your buddy did he have so so he who won the battle? He uh, he didn't. I don't remember who won, but he just said they just fucking sat there and shook hands for like cool. five minutes. Imagine the people around on the crew that were just watching them, just like, yeah. like, are we gonna? Is that a wrap on the day? Are these guys just gonna go fuck? Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> but there are people like that. McConaughey, Gosling. I think there's a list of like people that are Tom Cruise. Yes, that are I think are like beyond comprehension as far as movie star. Yeah, or just Brad be able Pitt. to be able to act like that in a room to be to yeah. think you are the the top dog in the room. Yeah, I've never been able to do that. Yeah, who do you think is on that level? 
you know, maybe even Leo, not alpha male, but like people where you're, I think everyone's like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Jim, Jim Carrey, not that he's an alpha male, but I think when Jim Carrey walks in the room, I, I, I was with Jim Carrey once and everybody just lost their shit. Everybody. Man, I love- Everybody lost their shit. The old people, the young people. Probably who I'd love to have dinner with most right now. Yeah, 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 me too. Jeff Ross just told me, uh, comedian Jeff Ross said he had- hangs with them a decent amount and they had dinner and he goes, he's as funny as ever, dude. He goes, yeah. commanded the table and I was like, it was like so comedically fulfilling. I was just like, oh, I, because, you know, he kind of retired more or less and then was yeah. like, you know, po- doing a lot of painting. He had his book and he would do a bunch of press for that but he, he doesn't, I, I also dig that he doesn't feel like he needs to be on. He's not, you know, I would love if he was still doing stand-up but the fact that he is like happy is what Jeff was saying and being goofy and silly. And he's like, he kind of just was telling stories and knowing that people probably wanted, you know, when you hear someone that's lived a life, I heard Clooney on Mark Maron once. And every time Maron mentioned like a person or a film, he was like, oh, I got a story for you. And then he, he just, he knew that I've lived a cool life and people probably want to know some of these Clooney tales, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's he's not gonna be around forever either. Clooney, so no, he'll gotta, find the magic pill. He yeah. ain't going anywhere. He's, oh, you think? But I, I mean, think, as these guys get older, like you do see them revealing a lot more. Yeah, I think. What do you think about Jim Carrey saying that he? Did you see him when he was like, uh, the, "The gym I created is no more." That was a character. That oh Jim Carrey. yeah. What do you think about stuff like that? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if that's like the spiritual side or him. That's a guy too that got was has been famous for so long, and at a level like we just said, where you're like, he is way up there for me, same as Robin Williams was, and so I don't even I I can't even imagine what it's like to be inside the dome of someone like that. So I I think what I took from that was like, I'm gonna kind of be Jim Carrey the person now. You got the best yeah, part yeah, of yeah, me yeah. as far as like being. You know, Ace Venture, everything, you know, being that goofy and silly. And I'm sure that's still in there. I don't think you. Yeah. I think comedy is almost like, um, I mean, look at Don Rickles, man. Up until the end. what I don't think we lose this bug or this juice for it. Yeah. Uh, unless, because we've gotten the benefit of being conditioned to, uh, you know, um, find this art form that kind of uh, fuels uh, off of, bad shit happening right right? you kind of know like it's like the amount of death and whatever you go through or you know rejection whatever it is breakups you you go oh that's kind of why i fell into this because i think i know how to get out of it or or is that why you fell into it yeah definitely from like hurt did you have something happen to you or uh (laughs) (laughs) everything's good man break let's take a break no you know i need to do this (laughs) I told myself I would bring it up. Um, yeah, man, folks split, but even that didn't shake me up too much. My folks split too. Yeah, but yeah. okay, I thought this was my story. Um, <laughs> wow, just fucking Jason Nash, table for one. I was trying to know there was I, I a plus a, one to my fucking heartbreak, but I, I guess it, there I is. I read an interview book once and they were like you if you share a little bit about you then that person feels better to open up i love it too. it doesn't work in no the it was case. perfect <laughs> don't question anything you're doing have a bomb ass summer it's did you ever what did you write real quick and i'll come back to my folk split but what what did you write in people's yearbook 
that was like your jokey signature or your did you have a calling did you have some sort of funny thing or uh wasn't that such a fun just weird thing to do so fun you give your yearbook to a girl you had a crush on you're like i might not ever see it she might write swastikas over all the black people as far as i know i think i know this girl i don't know her i just had a crush on her for like six months and now we haven't talked but now she's like give me a yearbook i'm gonna take it from science through math and you're like you can rub anything you want on it she's (laughs) like what i'm like i thought i said that in my head or you get a or you get a message like you get like a sign that like maybe she liked you all along wow. and you find out in the year. Yeah, this year, the year was weird. So many ups and downs, but like, <laughs> I remember every time I'd see you in the lunchroom, I was like, like, and there's two times you invited me to sit down and I didn't cause I was with Brandon, but like just the way you looked so sad when I walked away made me think I should call this guy this summer. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But something in that there's always, people took that as an opportunity to like reveal or, you know, uh, a school year wrap up. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you'd get that diatribe from a kid you knew barely and yeah. you're like, fuck, dude. And he's like, Yeah, man, I was almost gonna blow the school up. You're like, Wait, what the fuck? We didn't have I'm should I turn that you. in? We didn't have that in my day. Yeah, okay. You didn't have bomb threats and the bomb threat was always so weird because the teachers didn't know what to do. There was no with school shootings now, it seems like they're I mean, hopefully not gonna actually arm them, but like there's prep of like door locks and this and that, but like bomb threats, it was like I remember our teacher being like, everybody, stop, drop, and roll. And we were like, if, it's not, if you're on fucking fire, what? The get get under the desk. We'll still blow up, Mrs. <laughs> Larson. Are you fucking all allowed to be here? I had a guy uh, email me the other day um, to make amends. Someone that I guess like made fun of me. And I don't, wow. I don't remember who this person is. Wow. I have no idea. And I called my other friends. I was like, do you know this person's name? Blah, 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 blah. And they were like, yeah, they were, uh, they were a year beneath me. Um, but I don't remember them. But it's Crazy. just funny that someone would have to make amends from the, from the time they were like 16 because I don't think that he was drunk then. Like, what's the line on making amends? You know, you have to go all the way back to when you were a baby. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's, because like eighth grade, everyone's not great. You know, I, I don't know. You're not, yeah, what is the cutoff for yeah. like... Have you ever had somebody make amends with you? Um, No, but I did with a kid that I... Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Were you an um, alcoholic? No. Oh, but you just went and said. Oh, sorry. I just, just, just dumb making jokes uh, at someone's expense. Yeah. Which I didn't do a lot, but I, for whatever reason, I think the same way I can almost, you know, I've always been pretty good with like memorizing lines and just photographic memory. But certain things, I just, I don't know if it's the being raised by single. Like I'm, I'm very sensitive, and so I just, as I got older, I, I started to. And again, so being a bigger kid growing up, getting teased. Yeah. That's definitely why I got into comedy because it was like, oh, I, this feels so bad. Whether it's good friends, eventually some of my best friends that you're like, oh, I thought at least I had you in my corner. Now you're making fun of me. The lowest of lows. And and people that don't, uh, that haven't, you know, ever gotten teased for being a certain size. There's way worse things to probably get teased. Were you big? Oh, yeah. And everyone had their own thing whether it's you had braces or a fucked up eye or you had you know you had fucking nipples on your knees or you had fucking you know your your dad you know rubbed his cum on the back of your neck before you you, i don't know but um uh my dad didn't do that because he left but um yeah that's the only reason why (laughs) what if i was like that's why i didn't do it common theme in comedians totally absent dad yes and so the feeling of the because it was like fat kids don't know they have an issue until someone they get a sign from the outside world. It's like I was happy go lucky. I'm like, 
fucking yeah i'm like i was just as fast as all the skinny kids i was quick fat i didn't let that slow me down i was fucking yeah i smelled like baked beans and mac and cheese when i sweat but i was like i was i just i was like i just didn't feel like i had a problem i wasn't like breathing too hard i didn't uh but then you get you know then a friend's dad would be like hey you know you you know, you want to send me some nudes later? You know, you just get little things where they'd say, and you're like, oh, I maybe I got to drop some pounds because he probably shouldn't be saying that to me. Um, quick fat is funny. Quick fat, a Fast yeah. fat kid? Fast fat kid. And so... How fast were you? <sighs> play football? All the sports. All of them. It was one of my first jokes. I said my coach called me Krispy Kreme Abdul-Jabbar because <laughs> um, I was so good. I was, he was like, you're the most delicious defender of all time. But I... Out of that started making people laugh. And so the getting back to the apologizing to the kid, yeah. I just got more sensitive because I was like, oh, I felt so bad for a time that I was like, comedy I found because of that. So I was like, oh, wow, I can feel better about myself and make other people feel good. This is truly the holy grail of life situations. Yeah. But then when I reached out to this kid years later, I think I just became way more cognizant of like the emotional wear and tear and just not wanting to make anyone feel bad. So that's why I feel like I have decent amount of benefit of the doubt and, and empathy towards strangers. That's not to say that I haven't found my fair share of, you know, uh, social confrontations that make my wife uncomfortable. We were on a flight and I was hitting the TV screen in front of me and it was, a, it was not picking up my selections. So I started poking a little bit harder than normal. Guy behind me turns around, hey man, eh, eh, knock it off. Definitely not a warranted response. So now in my head, and I just take a beat, and I'm literally like this, and my wife just goes, babe, please don't. Just knowing that I'm going to do something to make me and her laugh that's yeah. going to, just going to prolong the moment. So I lean forward into the seat, and I just go, I'm like, I'm not going to scream and go. It's not my nature to go, hey, you fucking asshole. I can fuck. I wasn't even doing it that hard. I'm like, what's funny? What? I take a beat. I go, hey, man, look. I lean through the seat, and he goes, what? What? Don't talk to me. I go, Kind of older guy. He kind of looked like Paul Giamatti with a goatee and maybe like a little bit of a. Um, he had more hair. Okay. okay. But Paul Giamatti energy, his but not as likable. So He's what? His life's not going so good. I don't think so. He probably like, <laughs> let's say he was at Jamba Juice and he ordered an orange dream machine and they gave him a razzmatazz and he specifically said, don't taz me up. And they gave it to him anyway <laughs> yeah. because they were like, don't tell me how to fuck. Don't say that. Don't, don't taz me up. Yeah. This guy sucks. They could feel it. They gave him the wrong drink. Yeah. So he's already on the flight with just a negative approach to life. So I lean through the seat, that little, little you know, sliver through the seat, and I go, hey, man, we're all having a bad day. <laughs> Everyone on this plane, you can feel it, fucking hates the world they're living in. Through the slit. I go, oh, through the slit. He goes, St he goes, what? I go, I've never fought a grown man on a plane before, but I'm down to going to the bathroom right now and duke it out. And you know what? It's close quarters in there. Who knows? We get a little bit too close. Maybe we start kissing. I don't know what happens. My wife's like starting to kind of laugh. I go, maybe we start kissing. Maybe we start fighting. Maybe we fight kiss. Maybe who knows, dude? I'm up. Dude, even just talking through the seat at this level is getting me a little turned on. And he goes, dude, shut up. And then I pull back and I was like, all right. And then he told on me, he told the flight attendant that I was like heckling him, harassing him. Yeah. He comes over. He goes, so, um, and there's well the guys in the bathroom. He goes, so, um, I don't want to like make this into a deal, but like the gentleman in front of you says you're giving him a hard time. He goes, I've been observing him through the flight. He feels like a lot. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> but just whatever you're doing, if you can just, I go all good, dude. I was just trying to like make a funny thing out of whatever. Right. So again, point being, I was like, if someone's being like that to me, I more often than not feel like I almost have to do something not to make them feel bad, but just let them know in a funny in a light way as possible, like, 
you can't just do that to people and yeah. think it's so and get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess okay. what? There's also the move of, hey, Adam, just don't do anything. Yeah. But I don't know. It's almost he, like we're dealing with a heckler on stage. I was going to say. I think that's how I treat it. I mean, of all people to say that to, <laughs> somebody who is a professional crowd work comedian, yeah. someone who has spent I take hours. It as a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Being uh, shown up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And and I, I guess really I. It's really funny. But so I, and then. That's and, like, that's like trying to throw a punch at uh, a jujitsu expert. And totally. you don't know that this guy is a funny a jiu-jitsu yeah, dude, expert, yeah. expert. And, and my wife is like, you don't know what could be going on in his day right now and then that so then that gets my head i'm like yeah maybe he fucking who knows what news he just got but sometimes you go and then she started creating all these scenarios of how bad his day could have been before that i go well if it is all the things you're suggesting i don't think he'd have the energy to turn around and do that to me do you know what i'm saying yeah right right, because if you're so he's looking for it yeah he's looking for it i was at the gym yesterday and these two girls come on the elliptical and they're chatting and I'm on I'm on the treadmill. I don't care that they're chatting. Like, yeah, people chat. And headphones is, are in or no? Uh, I didn't have headphones. Gotcha. But I don't care because you know sometimes you got headphones. The chat are so loud that you're like, what are they talking about? You know, and you want a little Jim <laughs> eavesdrop. Jim eavesdrop, by the way, is a great name for a guy who goes to gyms only to Jim, eavesdrop, Jim and eavesdrop. his name is also Jim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about sitcoms <laughs> that Jason Alexander could have started. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this woman is next to them, older woman. She's in her sixties. She just goes. Uh, she goes. There's no chatting. Oh. There's no chatting. And uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, that's fucked up. Like, you're going to tell them to not chat. And then the woman goes like this. She points, and there is literally a sign that says- Of course there is. No chatting. You think a woman over 60 is going to call attention to the rules and not know the sign placement? She fucking got them. And she so what did the girls them. do? They didn't- They they went like this. They, they went- <laughs> Yeah, like that, and then they were like, uh, they were like, well, we're we're just talking. She, she just goes, she points it again. She goes, no chatting. Oh, I love, what I love it, interactions like that. Me too. I, I saw, I saw a woman once at Bristol Farms. She brought a turkey sandwich, and she goes, uh, she goes, it's a turkey sandwich. She goes, I, I didn't want mayonnaise, and she goes, they go, she goes, well, it comes with mayonnaise. That's that's what it is. And the woman just goes, make it again. And the the guy goes, oh, the guy goes, God. the guy goes, but it comes with mayonnaise. Like you, you knew what you were getting. She, she, and she just said it forty times. Make it again, make it again, make it again. Make my sandwich sans mans. Yeah, yeah, sans yeah. mayonnaise, please. Yeah, make it again. The entitlement to yeah. speak to someone who. Oh my God. Also, what's great about that gym interaction is that that uh, the girls had an opportunity to be like, the sign says no chatting. You were talking, bitch. <laughs> There's a difference. Talking is an elevated form of chatting. When you're chatting, yeah. you're probably 60, and you probably don't really respect talker. You know what I'm saying? You could have found some right. sort of loophole. Sure, sure. Chatting would be a light subject. Talking would be yeah. something serious. Totally. Yeah. See? Yeah. My aunt has cancer. That's Just a talk. So you know. Yeah. Can I talk to you about something? Yeah. Hey, can I chat with you about something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Principles, if they pull a kid into the uh, office, can I talk to you? Now, hey, let's go chat. That's, hey, that's about fantasy football. Can I talk to you? He's like, your dad's hitting your mom. And he just called me to tell me that. And you're like, I thought we were chatting. He's like, my bad. I did say we were going to chat, but I, you're right. Um, you, you were also, you also played Jay Leno. Um, yeah. But also, you have, your standard special is out, Live from Portland. Live from Portland. It came out nine days ago. came out nine days ago. And the comments are insane on it. Some good like, feedback. People love it. Yeah. Like, it must feel so good. 
It's good. It's, that would be my goal is to like put out like a, so a YouTube I, special. Like totally. That. So I'm 38 minutes, 38 minutes. I'm shooting a full hour plus one in September Okay. at Madison comedy on state. This one was a, you know, I haven't put out a real special since probably 2016, 17. And so I've been sitting on and curating material that I'm just like, I, uh, you know, as I was looking towards the September one, I was like, all right, I'm there's stuff that I, I'm just going to maybe not do anymore or whatnot. And then my buddy hit me up and was like, we have uh, six cams. We're starting to shoot people's specials in Portland. I'd love to do yours as one of the first ones to kind of get a feel with me and this crew. And Fuck at yeah. this place that I was doing two shows at called the get down and, and it looked great and sounded great. And from the two shows, I did so much stuff that I was not going to do on this special, uh, that I shoot in September and, and riffed a lot of stuff in the moment that was fun, not even just crowd work, but, this whole bit about bidets up top that I that just happened from from a bidet being in the green room and That's and crazy. Uh, stuff that about the Titanic that had just happened and I riffed a bunch of stuff about that and it was all stuff where I was like yeah I'm I'm proud of this and I found 38 minutes that I was like and it looked great and sounded great to put up the name of the game as you know is content man you gotta and and I did this Doctor Phil Bill Burr thing that did really well and and uh, yeah, I wanted to too, yeah. and so I wanted to uh, thanks bud so I wanted good. to like. I guess just consistent, you know, follow that up with, with something else. And I've been thinking about putting that out and maybe having that serve as just a special. But then I was like, I really want to enjoy the, um, the buildup of, of uh, having one to look forward to and, and really promote it and, um, and also do it with a, with a company that's going to really, you know, um, you know, just make sure that all the variables are more dialed in. This was, this was more like shooting my shows, but the guy did it with the hopes of like that we would put it out. And, um, so it's really a pre-special to a bigger one, but I'm still very proud of it. And, and, and yeah, again, like just so much stuff that I could burn on that. And now, um, you know, as you know, it's like just always writing in this past weekend in Chicago, got a couple new bits that, um, that I'm probably now going to add to September because they've fit, uh, in context with, with the stuff I already have. And, and, um, what's the yeah. special in September going to be called? I'm going through a bunch of titles. I'll throw a few at you and see what you Please, think. Yeah, um, let's see. My uh, my initial react. I'm gonna t I'm gonna read you a few, and you tell me which one you think I'm leaning towards. All right, here we go. Um, it'll be sh filmed at Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin, September 22nd and 23rd. Come out if you're there. All right. Um, like and subscribe. We'll be right back. Arm the janitors. Hell yeah. Thanks, Mom, and too soon. Which one do you like, and then which one do you think I'm leaning towards? Do them again. Like and subscribe. Like it's and subscribe. So tough. Like and subscribe is based off a bit about my nephew. He's eight years old. I've got a, probably 15, 20 minutes on this piece of shit. He's eight years old. <laughs> His new thing now is to hit you in the dick and then go, like and subscribe, and then run out of the room giggling while you ice your balls in front of your stepdad. That's more or less the beginning of a whole okay, slew. I like, of like and subscribe. Too soon. We'll be right back. Arm the janitors. A whole bit about arming the teachers. Too arm the janitors and then arm something else. Oh, arm the janitors. Too, uh, it's too political. Yeah. And too soon is good. Hell if yeah. It, if it's very. Uh, that's what I'm leaning towards. If it, yeah. Too soon. Because, well, the too soon comes after something that's. It's a bit about um, talking about the Dalai Lama and sucking tongues. And there's yeah. a whole thing about don't be a pedophile. Uh -huh. So easy to not be a pedophile. How easy is it to look at a kid and not go, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> and then, and then the whole thing about the footage of it. And I say the footage of the Dalai Lama 
asking the kid to suck his tongue is so horrifyingly grotesque. It makes two girls one cup look like Air Bud three. Right. And then I go, if you haven't seen either one of those feature films, I'd probably start with Air Bud. Soundtrack and Cup is better, but the story with Bud I think is stronger. And then I go, Damn. and then I think I say something like. I'll never unsee Two Girls, One Cup. I'll never forget seeing that. I go, I'll never forget where I was on 9-11 or who sent me the link to Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> and then I went like, too soon? And then uh, and then break down too soon a little bit about what people's kind of shelf oh, life or timeline. Soon, then. I also think That's my- That's a good title for I think it pops. Comedian. And I think it also feels in the context of a stand-up special title. Yep. It doesn't, some titles sometimes- they're, you're like, oh, I don't even know what that means to the... And then you hear and you go, oh, he just said a word, said the name of the special, but it was not attached to anything. But too soon, Harlan Williams and I uh, always say too soon to each other in moments where it doesn't yeah. line up. You know what I'm saying? And it makes us laugh. Tell, and me, so, tell me about him. He's so interesting. Oh, he's bonkers. I'll get him on here for you if you want. You guys would have a great time. He is so funny. He's so funny. And getting to know him over the last 10 plus years, so nice. Where do you so see nice. him like doing stand-up and stuff? Is oh yeah, everywhere. Oh, store, factory, improv. Yeah. But um, I hosted for him in Seattle once. He, I met him in LA. He's one, always been one of my favorite just comedy guys. And uh, Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And so his scene to me is like, it's just to, to scene steal in a movie like that is pretty bonkers. And, uh, and then I got to know his stand-up and I would see him on Conan all the time being so funny. And uh, and so I asked this guy at the club in Seattle, can I host that weekend? So I flew up, stayed with my folks so that I could kick it with him that weekend and yeah. get to know him and became fast friends after that. Then in LA, we started playing racquetball and kicking it and then started opening for him a little bit on the road. And then just, um, but he's so naturally funny. A guy that, uh, go ahead. And his podcast is just kind of like- Yeah, he just started goofy, in the last goofy, couple of zany, years. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. It's like completely- not topical. Just no. like it, from what I've seen, it's just like really funny little bits. Oh yeah, we did a bit on one. Ended up, I think, losing part of the episode, so we redid redid it. But he had a game where it was uh, called like dill pickle cream cheese. No, cream cheese dollar bill. So he had like <laughs> dollar bills wrapped up, amount of money that was like wrapped up really tight, dipped in a in pickle juice in some cream cheese and I had to take them out and if I could unfold it I got to keep how much it was and I couldn't get any of them open I mean it was that's more or less what the game was I mean he's just bonkers and that's then awesome. but then we talked about like awesome. I think not our greatest fears but something about we got really deep on one of the he's a real thoughtful guy as silly as he is um, which I think is why it's so important to like allow yourself to remember that you know, you don't know somebody till you know them. You got to really take time to get to know people and chat with them before you really just yeah. put up certain labels. I mean, like Lizzo, for example, who saw that coming? <laughs> probably some people. There probably were some people in our high school. They're like, I always knew she was going to be force feeding <laughs> pussy bananas to her fucking friends. Yeah. You know, she did that. Isn't that crazy? Tell me what she did. I didn't hear. And I pulled the article up a few weeks ago because my wife and I were like, what did she do exactly? And because, you know, Lizzo to me was like awesome. Like, Again, as a former fat kid, being like, man, you really are taking uh, hold of this um, issue of, of body image and, and uh, struggles and obesity and really just being like, I'm owning comfy it. in my own skin and owning it. And I th really think she has done uh, good in that regard for a lot of people. And so I applaud that. And, you know, I was also very indifferent. She'd be on Instagram being like, you want to see me get in this hot tub? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I got a couple hours to kill. Um <laughs> So that's not nice, but, um, it took a bit. And so, uh, so I'd be, um, <laughs> so I'd be watching her. I'm like, her voice We're is pro Lizzo. 
So am I. Yeah, we're pro listeners. That's just a joke. Yeah, fucking whatever. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, um, I didn't get it at first. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's a throwaway. But um, watching a poker. Yeah, but she, but she's so. I mean, so talented. And I, I never even. I don't know. Again, the same way when I was a bigger kid and it wasn't an issue to me. My first thought wasn't like, look at this chubby girl sing. It was just like, look at this amazing singer. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but, but so she she made her her uh, people in her uh, cast um, like take turns touching a stripper's genitals. I think, okay. and then it said made them eat. I took a screenshot of it. Here, I'm gonna pull it up for you right now. Watch this. Here we go. Uh, uh, yeah, Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos, um, launched from the performers' vaginas, and eating bananas protruding from the performers' vaginas during a visit to a strip club in Amsterdam. Now that's the last part that sticks out to me Damn. at a strip club in Amsterdam. Yeah. If this was like eating bananas protruding from the performer's vaginas, dot, 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 at a Trader Joe's, then I'd be like, well, that's <laughs> fucked up, and herein lies the issue with her behavior. But she just, you know, I don't know, a strip club, strip club gets crazy. Now forcing people to eat, again, bananas coming out of the vagina, that's a weird move. It, it's it's so They're tough. Your friends. So, like, so let's, let's yeah. walk through it. You go to Amsterdam, you're there on tour, you go out for a night of fun, and then... You know, you're already in Amsterdam, which is... Almost Vegas so in Europe. Place, by it's the way. gluttonous. It's You're, the worst. Yeah. It's I. I finally went and I thought, oh, we'll finally go and it'll be fun. And the worst. Why? It's rainy. Yeah. The the, the that that section. It's just like weed. The red stores. light district. Yeah, we walked through the red light district. It was not awful. exciting. Seedy. Not Real exciting. Sad. Really sad. Dangerous. Dirty. Um, you know, I think maybe if you're like eighteen, maybe it's fun. You're loving it if you're 18. And, and, and it's it's dreary there. And also, you, you you get hit by a bike every five minutes almost. People don't tell you that. The, the, there's bike roads. There's bike lanes Pedestrians everywhere. Pedestrians are secondary yeah. in Amsterdam. Uh, speaking of ba-da-ba-ba, loving it, I went to Amsterdam yeah. when I was studying abroad in London my junior year of college, and we went up for a weekend trip. Got so baked the whole time, and I separated from the group. I got high and walked away. And I was eating an Oreo McFlurry, and I walked through the red light district all of a sudden, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" I hadn't planned on on visiting this, uh, uh, you know, spot of the uh, of the city, but here we are. So I'm eating my McFlurry, so baked, and it's, you know, when you just get, you're like, "This is the perfect thing to be." I don't have cotton mouth. But it's the sweet, it's everything I wanted. It was just warm enough outside, so it's ice cream, it's a McFlurry, it's it's an Oreo McFlurry, my favorite flavor, and I mean it, and now I'm just looking at this, I'm window shopping. I wasn't going to buy anything, but I'm like, wow, truly, it's like, I've never seen this before. Women dancing, trying to seduce me, and I lock eyes on one woman, and she just, she's, she's dancing like, ooh, I'm, <laughs> who's that? I bet that guy's studying abroad, right? And, uh... And I almost felt like I had, I'm eating the McFlurry, so now I'm just like, I almost felt like it was like a homeless person looking at you when you're like, I got nothing on me, and then you're just, but you're just eating right in front of them. So she's like, and I just felt, and I was like, you know, I'm eating my McFlurry, I can't come fuck you. I don't know, I don't know what I said, but I was like, I'm busy, obviously. You know, <laughs> but there's the guys over there that clearly, I think, are without McFlurries that yeah. have free hands. And so I'm doing this, and then she just kept dancing, and she was kind of like laughing. So then I was like, and then I like I took a bite of my thing, and I was like, <laughs> and then I started to seductively eat it, and then she 
And then that was a wrap. So I don't know if she like made a weird face, but she closed the curtain. And I was like, all right, this isn't for me. But um, yeah, that's um, it's the vibe is that's like what you said, to, dangerous and seedy. That's what happened to us. We walked through it and they were like, do you want a show? And we were like, no. And then they were instantly like, well, fuck you. Whoa. Yeah. Like we were like, OK, we're just walking. I was I was there for 90 seconds. That's all you need sometimes in the red light district. <laughs> She's like, dude, we, you could have been here for 50. Um, yeah, uh, I don't, uh, I, it's also like those rooms are so, you don't know if they lead back to a whole dungeon of fun or if it's yeah. literally like a fucking gas station bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't that be great if they each had different sets? Almost like you can rent sets for sketch shoots here in LA yeah. where they're like, hey, you can bang her in your childhood bedroom or you can you know have sex in fucking you know at a at uh you know swiss family robinson's cabin that's a deep cut by the way it's an early disney film about a family i think that gets they they their ship falls apart yes remember, yeah, I remember. and they go they build like a house in the in the jungle yeah. and then pirates show up anyway but it was a lot of classic disney actors hey, hey this happened to me the other day yeah, this have is a good time anything, to move on have you ever eaten anything out of the trash Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't even know why I'm thinking. I did it the yeah. other day. What did you eat? We went to a wedding in Palm Springs and like. Oh no! I, I'm like, I'm like anorexic. Like I'm like trying to lose weight all the time. So like why? when I eat, like I just, I just want to be thin. Yeah, I, I want to be. Yeah, you are. I, I, I'm trying. And so to to to, and it's not it's not that I like want to like look a certain way. It's just I just I don't feel good when I have a lot of weight on me. Totally. I was fat too when I was little. Yeah. And uh, so I brought these turkey meatballs with me. And then, and I was with Naveen, and I had like a couple, and then our room wasn't ready, so I couldn't take the turkey meatballs to the room. Uh, but they did take our luggage, but I wasn't going to have them take the turkey meatballs with the luggage. No, because what it's just going to sit somewhere. Yep. So I'm like, Naveen's like, just part with them, you know, give up the turkey. Say meatballs. goodbye to the turkey meatballs. So I put them in the trash. Oh my god, you went to the wedding. Yeah, no, I went. I would put them in the trash at valet. Then I went in, in, and we sat and we waited for the room to be ready. And I'd say it was like ten minutes went by, five, fifteen go by, and I'm I'm hungry. So now I got to. There's walk. no snack machine. There's no turkey meatball vetting machine. But like, but like, uh, but these are like these are like a healthy food. There's no. I could go get a burger. Yeah, you wanted to. But keep I don't want to go eat a burger. And the meatball's yeah. like just light enough and just so the hearty valet enough. has. If the valet sees me go back in the trash and pull whatever I pulled out. I mean, they, they watched me do it. What'd he say? He didn't say anything, but, and He's, then I ate them. Were they connected to anything? Were they wrapped in a napkin? They were wrapped. They definitely were like kind of open. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and one of them had fallen out, but they were still kind of on top, but there was like one little, there was like another bag over it. It was. Yeah. No, I, 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 you never done that? I'd uh well let's just stay on you for a second here before we get on to what I pulled out of there. Uh I would pay close attention to any sort of spasms or muscle tweaks and and just parts yeah. of your body that start to just do that yeah, because I think you or... Yeah, you might have who knows what you Parasite. That meatball it's it's like, you know, it stuff sticks to it. Right, yeah. that's maybe the worst food. Also, it was in the car out. for two hours on the way to Santa Barbara too. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's you're fine. okay with that. Yeah, because yeah, 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 it's yeah. just you know, you got a mobile microwave. Yeah. Um, When's the last time you got really sick on food? Do you ever get food? When you travel a lot, do you get food poisoning? Sure, I got um, food poisoning maybe um, 
from well i'm we just found out i'm allergic to olive oil so i got Jesus. real yeah which is in so much stuff so much good stuff i get all flushed and i got real sick um because i drank a bottle of it and uh <laughs> no it was i think in some in some pasta or something but um real sick i don't know i remember as a kid i the first time i started when i got like had to vomit it wasn't until i was like six or seven and my mom instead of like giving me you know i don't know alcohol whatever there is to do she uh did the suppository oh. uh to make you feel better and looking back by the way i've never talked about this looking back i'm she like too, i yeah. definitely could have taken something orally you fucking sick bitch like Bend over. Hey, I haven't seen that tush in a while. Like, my, my fiance's from Lebanon, and they do that in Lebanon. They, they, she shoved, they stick it in your butt. Oh, and she shoved it at a, like, it was a break the fast, like, Yom Kippur party. Yeah. And I remember, I wish I remember the name of the family, because I'd love to give them a shout out. Because we went into one of the guest rooms, and my mom shoved a suppository some, to make me stop, because I was throwing up at their house. So maybe she was just like, enough's enough. You got to stop puking at yeah. the Shivitzes or whoever we were, you know, uh, guests at. And and I remember the scream. It, it couldn't have been worth it because then somebody had to be like, what did you do to your son? And I didn't want her to say she just shoved the, she just put her fingers in my ass. So I was like, so I was like, don't you fucking tell them what you did. So I think she, what did she, she was like, oh, I just spanked him because he was being a bad, she said something that both answers were wrong. And everyone at that party was looking at me weird the rest of the time. But I stopped puking. But again, it was like I could have drank something like a so Lebanon suppository is the. It I mean, hey, yeah. can we talk about can we talk about being Jewish? Sure. What what's your what's your biggest take on being Jewish? Judaism. So just like I've always felt, I always felt like really judged by other Jews. Wow. And uh, um, but at the same time, if I ever needed something. Just, just by the fact of being Jewish, people would come through for me. Yeah. So that that is always it was always a, I had always had a weird relationship with it. It's a special fraternity. Yeah. That people are like, yeah, I don't know. It's I was one of maybe like three Jews in in you elementary do. school. Yeah. I think there was uh, fuck who was there? Myself, Eve Alexander. So Adam and Eve teachers had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, so hack. Um. <laughs> Mrs. Greenland used to do Adam and Eve Jew jokes a lot. <laughs> and then and she was a bigger gal and her last name was Greenland, so you know, we we, we fired back pretty hard. Quick little tangent. Um Jill Warren, I think, was a Jew. And why her name matters is she is the um uh probably the the first person that made me that 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 made me go like, oh yeah, again, like my snack habits are a little out of control. She, during silent reading, had some saltine crackers. I had no snacks. I looked down. I was like, I must have been, you know, eye-fucking her crackers to where she was like, do you want some? She had like weird fancies. Do you want some of these crackers? I was like, I do, actually. Could you tell I was looking at them? She's like, oh, yeah, fatty. She slides them over. I start nibbling on them during silent reading, and then she just starts going, just laughing, shoulders bouncing, adorably like a child. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> And I start chowing down on him, and I go, "What's so funny?" And she goes, "My brother farted on those crackers." <laughs> Do you think that? And was... I just continued to crunch, being like, "You think that's going to stop me right now?" She did that to you because you were Jewish. Oh, I didn't know that's what you thought that where the story was headed. No, she just she was another Jew. I'm sorry. That's why I brought her up. Guy, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! 
she I gave me far crackers. Story. Yeah, she's like, oh, I read in the in the Torah that you guys like these. Yeah. Um, you go to temple and stuff. Went to temple, taught at temple from uh, kindergarten through I think f- fifth, sixth grade. Just followed this class all the way through. Yeah. And was a uh, I think Madrik was a teacher assistant. Then became a teacher for the last two years of them. Um, uh, yeah, bar mitzvah, circumcision in the same. Uh, on the same stage, that's in the same weird hour. when they say, "I've been through that." The circumcision, the when the moil comes to your house. That's oh no, I did it when I was like a baby. That was <laughs> a joke. But some people have done it. No, but I mean, I've did, had my my son did it as an adult. No, no, as oh. a kid. Oh, okay. but just the, just when the moil comes to your house, you're like, "What? Who are you?" I what? think we went okay. to like a CVS for it. Yeah, <laughs> or we went somewhere for it. They came to your house to do it. Yeah, the moil comes to your house and cuts the kids' force. Is that where they did it? Yeah, I don't know why I just acted like I knew when and where it happened. Yeah, it. For, okay, so they probably came to our house. Yeah, like a, 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 a an old Jewish bearded guy, so weird. with a hat and just and comes with his cigar cutter, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's not like an official. It's just a regular pair of dog. Like, and then you construction know, you're, paper you're scissors. So sad because the kids, you know, your son's crying and he's only days old. Yeah, it's really rough. Can you imagine if there's any baby that when they snip and the kid just goes ah. <laughs> and just stares back at the rabbi. Yeah. No, it's always Give probably me something pre- harder. Always yeah. Yeah, the best always, you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought you were gonna tug on it, Rabbi. It's really funny. The older Jews usually they want to go in and watch, which oh. I find weird. Nobody should be in the room. For, well, somebody should be in the room for it. You don't want to <laughs> trust a stranger with a baby. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't Not know the Dalai Lama situation. <sighs> what a right? weirdo! A kid wanted an autograph, and he was like, "I got a better idea." I think that there is something about um, the Jewish religion that I attach myself to, which is that we love to do, we're all about family, good deeds, and um, there's another one. <laughs> Bagels. Bagels. You know, mitzvahs, good deeds, family, I don't know, se- sex, somebody told me once sex was a big deal to Jews, I don't know. Uh, sex is a big, big deal to everybody, though, right? Jew, sex was not a big deal, but. Yeah, Okay. Yikes, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> right, see? Coming it in works. September on yeah. Adam's YouTube channel. Thank you. Is Thank it going to be on your YouTube channel? No, no, I'm going to shop this baby. I got a few people um, that, uh, you know, are pretty accomplished that I think are going to help me. Um, I think there's something sick about putting it on YouTube and then getting like, you know, 20 million 1,000%. I think that's I think that's just so gangster. It is. There's a couple places and a couple people, uh, buds of mine with that have said they would throw it on their channel because my channel is still growing and it's just not in a place to have. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to shoot. I don't agree with you. Okay. I don't agree with you. I think, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, if somebody know. wants to pay you a million dollars, Netflix, Netflix and Amazon are now acquiring. And I still think sure. Netflix is so, you know, there's so much visibility there and it's a, I don't even care about the, the, the label of it. It's just the eyeballs of it that what I've seen for some of my comedian friends, the, the um the boost is is the, real. The you know? uptick in ticket yeah, sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is what is a what does a network pay for a stand up special? Depends, I think. I don't I mean not not rock or Chappelle, like somebody like uh Well a buddy of mine named Jared Fried just had his pick yeah. up or Mark Norman. I don't know if they got in the millions. Maybe they did I, I don't know. I would venture to assume that it's now for people at that level that are great comics and that have followings. But yeah, you're right. It's like they're not they're not paying that Burr Chappelle Segura money to everybody. I heard a very long time ago, let's say this was 10, at least 10 years ago, maybe maybe 12 or 13, I heard Mark Maron got 400,000. Yeah. That was 15 years ago. So maybe it's more now. Maybe, but maybe it's also like one of those things where 
I can they're see like, it. look, you get to be on Netflix though. So you right. want to say no and take this amount? I mean, right. But I know Amazon is trying to throw more cash at people because they're trying to really make a splash in that uh, um, department. And so they know that they have to spend a little to get yeah. you know, quality. But So when you played Jay Leno, I want to yeah. talk about this. So you, you played Jay Leno and Pam and Tommy, but you, you'd done them before in skits and stuff. Yeah, right? just yeah, and, and, yeah, and some sketches. And um, Is that weird to, to play somebody? Is that hard? No, I love it, man. I mean, I yeah, dude, I, I just love not being myself i love yeah. just being in full i love that dude it's when i was a kid i used to i mean in preschool there was like a um uh case of you know coats and wigs and all that shit and i remember i was like one of the only kids who was like just love to play pretend and i just the idea and i'll also some of the people that i've always looked up to uh acting wise eddie murphy nutty professor is to me one of the greatest things of all time and yeah. it's like i just love people i just love playing characters and so getting to do um, you know, the top of the line transformation stuff. So cool. And I love, even when I played Danny Zuko in Greece in high school, it was cool. Cause I was like, Oh, I have stuff to be able to study and watch. And I love to, it's a little bit, you know, imitation, but then also emulation. And then you're, you try to just absorb and really get lost in that is, is pretty cool. And is it tough when you're like, when you go to set and you're, you're in the Leno makeup, it's your first day. And then you, you, you got to do the voice. Yeah. And then we, and then the director is like, uh, just that moment, that's always tough for me, that first line, and you're like, is the director going to fucking oh, yeah. hate what I'm going to do? Right? Well, totally. She, the uh, the first day, I think, was all the Tonight Show stuff. And and I mean, I love it. Susan, when I was getting all ready, and they were in the, it was like four hours, and and uh, once it started to take shape, and I'm really doing it, there was a guy there that uh, did Leno's makeup on the Tonight Show, and then um, another gal that also did it, and then a guy hit me up later that oh that did warm up for the Tonight Show for like fifteen years, and he was like, "I thought this was raw footage from it. Uh, I didn't know that was a guy doing it or whatever." So I was like, "All right, I think it's, it's coming across okay." But there was some, you know, and they said because I they got a lot of people that auditioned that were like impression doing an impression, and they're like, "You, they go, they're like, you could tell that you are an actor doing the thing instead of just a cartoony." Yeah, because I have buddies that auditioned it. for it that do that are do okay learners but i always i'm like oh yeah it's just an impression but and i still had to really ground it because because there were certain things i was doing where i was like oh that's still a little too big and um and uh but the director lake bell did say at one point she was like because i think i had a, had a little bit of a lift uh sometimes i'm doing a little bit of a lift you know you know, a little bit, you know jason jason yeah. nash you know that's a fun name to think it kind of rolled off the tongue you know yeah. the tongue with it you know and so she was like oh split the difference on that it's too she just didn't like it right and so I was like, oh, that's how I was doing it. So I had to kind of, you know, dial be, it in. yeah, dial that in. But then, um, yeah, I don't know. The uh, I met Jay at Flappers and Burbank about a month after it came out. Were you nervous I, to meet him? Like, what, did you think he would? Just nervous for a comedy wise. I, I just had so many questions and I didn't care if he, you know, oh, there's a cocksucker who thinks he's better than me or whatever. My mom was like, you got to tell him that you played him. I was like, he doesn't fucking care. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking down the, um, through the kitchen to the green room. And he goes, oh, it's the guy who played me on TV. And then I was like, oh, hey, was it bad? I'll move back to Seattle. He's like, no, no, it was good. I heard, I heard it was grounded. I heard it wasn't uh, cartoony. I'm probably not going to watch it. But, you know, <laughs> the sex day, that was great. I remember that. Bam came on the show. And I was like, oh, you know, look at these tits. You know, look at these tits. You know, he didn't say that. But he was like, uh, he was he was, uh, he was nice about it. And then, sure. and then I just asked him all these comedy uh, store stories. And he was real nice. And then he ripped. But, um, yeah. yeah, a little nervous to meet him just because. But I don't know. I felt like you... I'd be so nervous that he would be like, you asshole, like you fucking, 
Yeah, but he know. I mean, look, it's not like he doesn't come off great in it. I think because that's exactly the, that's why in those scenes where I, he's really kind of. But I don't know. I think he's so rich and so. Just I don't think he's even thinking about that stuff. I mean, that think about doing a show every night like that for twenty plus years. Like, I don't even think he. I mean, sure, the he, amount of like. Um, Amount of like Teflonness you have to have, yeah. Like the amount of just like, yeah, we're just doing it. He talked to me more about the monologue process and how fun that was. Like he's like, that's what I, that's what I cared about. You come in the monologue, I'm a, I'm a comedian. The monologue is what I care about. You know, it's a, yeah. you know, you're talking to me. Oh, you're doing a movie. Oh, great, Carson Daly. Oh, who gives the fuck? You know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, the monologue he said was like would be five or six minutes, and then when they turned a corner and started to do OJ jokes or Clinton jokes, he's like, then all of a sudden they were like 15, 18 minute monologues. And he's like, we would stay up super late, get up early to really, because things would happen. And he cared. That was like a, his baby. He, yeah. After that, he's like, it was all good. Like, I didn't really, not that he didn't care, but he was, I'm there to, to promote people's shit and make them look good. That's what made but him the monologue one, he too, about. was the monologue. That, I that think so, man. Monologue and the, he held them over. And sometimes it was, you know, a little cheese dicky and whatever, but it's like, I remember watching in high school being like, those are those are funny jokes, and sometimes it's like maybe catered more towards uh, middle you know, America. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to, but to yeah, take, yeah, yeah. but they said when they really started to go after like Clinton and really make and get a little go a little harder in the paint is when they saw kind of a ratings boost too because and there was like oh wow people want a little bit more spice in their uh, latte. Have you had is that, that the same? you had stuff you've done on stage or someone ever come up to you and be like oh yeah. You have. I was in Reno, um, not bragging, and uh, <laughs> that the sentence is already great. Like the story is already great. I was in Reno. I was like, oh, I'm so glad it happened in Reno. Of course, of course, of course, in Reno. And this was like a year after Trump got elected, and so people are still pretty sensitive to everything that's happening. And and I'm doing jokes, uh, just a few, and even in this new special, a few about him, a few about but like hitting both sides. Um, I have no problem saying I didn't vote for him. Um, but uh, I just, I'm hitting both sides. And there's people, though, that don't even like their side to get hit. So he starts chiming up and saying some stuff. Try to use him to get back. And I always try to, like, squash the distraction by including it. So I'm like, all right, blah, blah, And then move on and then try to get into some bits organically. And he just kept coming at me. Him and his wife, they're probably in their early 70s, late 60s. And, um, and then he just kept coming at me. And then I was like... I just lost my cool. I just, and I've definitely learned from that. I mean, I use this example all the time when I'm trying to, you know, if I'm talking to younger comics or whoever about like, you know, you're always in control. Like I could have ignored it. I could have whatever, but I'm the one that chose to kind of engage and, and take it up a notch and, and just lose my cool and not try to make it funny. But I ran out of fucking patience, man. And the guy was just so, and then he started saying, and, and the thing that set me off was he started, I had some new haircut and, you know, it wasn't the best, you know, shout out to Floyd's Barbershop. They did their best the same way God did his best with whoever cut my hair that day. <laughs> I did make a video and put it online, I think on YouTube about, cause it was, it looked, I think I said it, I look like right said Fred fuck Sonic the Hedgehog. And it was like really bad. The person like, I, at one point I was like looking down at my phone and she like grabbed my head and goes, don't fucking look down. And I remember <laughs> being like, uh, you still holding those scissors? Yeah. Uh, and then I went up to the, the person, the cashier at the end and, I was like, hey, I don't want to like get anybody fired, but I don't know if she should be working. Like this, this was a pretty <laughs> negative experience. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. she janked my head. I she yelled at me a few times. Like, I mean, and she goes, I go, and the haircut I think is kind of the the 
you know, the flag in the uh, sand here. And she was like, what do you mean I take my hat off? And she goes, it's not that bad. And I go, boy, you can't even say right. that it isn't. And um, and I tipped her, and then I went on YouTube and made a video. And the head of Floyd's hit me up and was like, we saw your video. We're so sorry. We would love to give you free haircuts for a month. And I was like, no, that's, that's the one problem. Haircut. That's one Yeah, and also. You only need one a month. If I got, and I think I typed back, like, if I got herpes from a stripper, you think I would go back to that same strip club the next day and be like, hey, you mind giving me gonorrhea too? Uh, and they didn't respond to that. And so, and surprise, so, surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, we were talking about, we were talking about, we were talking about the, the incident in Reno. <laughs> in Reno. So, Trumpy, Trumpy, they don't like it. And um, I lose my cool. And, uh, and after the show, they come up to me. And uh, he goes, hey, there's a guy with a shitty fucking haircut. Uh, and I go, sir, I go, let's just agree to disagree. You know, oh, because I lost my cool on stage being like, just shut the fuck up. You guys are going to be dead in like 10 years, maybe. Right. And then it like, I just wasn't even trying to make it funny. And it just got weird. And I, uh, it was, uh, it didn't feel good at all. But I was just like, yeah, almost blacked out. Like yeah. So afterwards it come out, my opener, Sandy Dando's like, it's like, dude, that was crazy. Like, I've never seen it like that. I was like, yeah, man, that was, I felt, I didn't like any of that. And, um, and then they come out and he goes, you piece of shit, Trump 2025, whatever. And I was like, sir, we're just, we're both just not looking at life through the same set of goggles. All good. And then he goes and your dumb fucking haircut. And he tries to like grab my hair and I grabbed his hand and I just kind of like lowered it down. I go, but you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise things are going to get weird. <laughs> and I, and then he goes, fuck you and spit on my shirt and then his wife goes fuck you as a worst show ever and i go i'll see you both in hell yeah. and uh and then he walked away and my and my buddy was just laughing and he goes you just told like a couple in their 70s you're gonna see him in hell and i was like <laughs> yeah no i also didn't feel good <laughs> and i'm probably not gonna sleep tonight let's end on that Guys, go check out Adam Ray. <laughs> go to AdamRay.com. Go Adam buy Ray some tickets. Go watch his uh, special live from Portland, which is on YouTube now. I'll link it below. And make sure to look for his special in September. All right, All Good Things Podcast. And go check out his podcast, About Last Night. I love it, Jay. Check out Jay's episode. It's great. Thanks, Adam. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.